This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Eric, and today I want to talk about some breaking news going on in the NFL, one of the biggest news in sports, which is Daniel Jones being named the starting quarterback of the New York Giants going into Week 3 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eli Manning has officially been named the backup quarterback, which means... This is probably the end of an era for Eli Manning and being under the helm of quarterback for the New York Giants. Again, he's done a lot for the organization. He's won two Super Bowls with them. And I feel like this has been a long time coming. That's my initial reaction. This has been a long time coming. I didn't expect it to be this early in the season going into week three. Um, but it was a decision Pat Shermer had to make. I mean, his last um, his last year or two under um, the Giants organization haven't been the best. Again, there's been some um, bad decision-making that's happened within the organization, especially under the, the Maras, um, the owners of the New York Giants. And my immediate reaction also is that, you know, you know, this is a good thing that Pat Shermer made this decision. And to be quite honest with everyone, uh, Daniel Jones is the future of this organization. And them keeping Eli Manning as their starter going into this year just prolongs the inevitable, which is Daniel Jones being their future. And by having him being the backup and, you know, grooming him um, into the quarterback that they want him to be, um, that just, that again, that just prolongs, you know, what's going to happen in the future anyway, which is Daniel Jones. That is their future. They're just kind of stalling what is going to happen eventually. And now Daniel Jones has officially taken the helm of quarterback. Um, I wouldn't say Eli Manning is passing the, the the torch per se because he didn't end on his own terms. Again, in the NFL, you don't technically end on your own terms unless you're in the right circumstances. For example, uh, Michael Strahan um, won a Super Bowl and immediately retired. You know, you have guys like Ray Lewis who won a Super Bowl and retire. Not a lot of people get to end on a high note like that. A lot of times in the NFL, you get cut. Um, it's it's a tough business. Uh, you get cut whether um, it's the best decision for the team or they don't want to pay you the, a certain amount of money that uh, that particular player is looking for or whatever the case may be. Um, the NFL is a dog-eat-dog dog, uh, industry, and at the end of the day, it, it, you're not going to get a farewell tour uh, to Eli Manning. It just, it just wasn't going to happen. So moving forward with this, I think, you know, Eli Manning being the backup to Daniel Jones as of right now isn't the worst thing in the world. Yes, he wants to play football. And I heard on the interview um, with uh, Michael Kay and Victor Cruz on the Michael Kay show on 98.7 ESPN that Victor Cruz he has, has been in touch with Eli Manning. And Eli Manning has said he wants to continue football. It doesn't look like in any way, shape, or form he is done, um, which, you know, obviously um, you wouldn't get, f- you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect an answer being that he wouldn't want to play because he was considered the starter going into this game and he's wanted to play, you know, football ever since he signed that contract back in 2015, giving him a very, very, very high paid contract. And now you draft Daniel Jones sixth overall. Um, you start putting him into the game now. He's going to have some games under his belt um, this year and going into 2020. Um, he, you're going to have that experience that he, he should be having early on because you're not going to throw him into the fire week one of next year um, or the year after. I'm not sure what the plan with Eli Manning was moving forward. I don't know if they were going to give him another year contract. I was hoping not, but it was this year is the end of his current five-year contract um, or four-year contract that he signed back in 2015, like I mentioned before. And Daniel Jones being in, this couldn't be a better time for him to start being the quarterback because here's what I think Pat Shermer saw going up against the Bills in Week 2, okay? Um, they lost 28-14, to 14. Um, you know, you can't say it was Eli Manning's fault at all, but um, 
the defense definitely wasn't giving him any opportunity to take advantage on offense. So that's one thing. Eli Manning is not to blame here um, for being for 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 being benched basically. But you know, you could tell Pat Shermer he's looking at the two quarterbacks he versed um, week one and week two. But going back to week one. Dak Prescott's their quarterback. Dude was slinging the ball. He can make he can make plays. They have a solid running back, which the Giants do as well. Um, you know, maybe the weapons you know on the outside, wide receivers wise, aren't the same. But Dak Prescott's the type of player who can extend plays on third downs. I mean, the Giants are very awful on third down conversions. They they're one of the worst in the NFL. And you know, Eli Manning not being able to extend plays again. He's an old school type quarterback. And when he won those two Super Bowls in that era. There were players that the quarterbacks were the type of players that um, needed to needed to stay patient in the pocket and find and find uh, a man open downfield. And nowadays, you have players who are able to extend plays on third down by using their legs. Again, it's an era changing right now. Um, you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes who has a very solid arm, but if he needs to run the ball, he will extend a play. You have Mitch Trubisky who last year was very reluctant to throw the ball, and he. he wasn't very solid on offense especially going into this year but he used his legs a lot and he was able to convert a lot of third downs by by running the ball and they were one of the best in the NFL by converting on third down I think it was 40 or 60 percent I mentioned it on his pod on this podcast I would even say it's 60 percent um just because um that's very believable I think Mitch Trubisky was able to give guys um, the opportunity to score downfield I mean we're gonna have to see what he has this year but Going into week two, like I mentioned before, against the Bills, the Giants had to sit there and watch Josh Allen have a phenomenal game. And I mean, um, this, this kid's still young, he's developing, but you definitely see flashes of, you know, Cam Newton in him. And uh, Cam Newton has had, um, in the past, the, the type of players that, you know, guys like Daniel Jones have right now, and not to compare him to... Uh, not to compare Daniel Jones to Cam Newton, but I could definitely see the comparison between Josh Allen and Cam Newton because his MVP year for Cam Newton, he didn't have guys on the outside that you know a lot of other player, a lot of other teams would, and that's because he utilized his legs and he was able to make plays with who he had, and he he was just a dominant force. And I think Josh Allen has some similarities because he's able to use his legs. He single-handedly beat the Vikings last year, and you saw flashes that. Maybe he's not too patient in the pocket right now because he is young, but you know the type of athlete he is and the type of athlete a lot of players are learning to become is I need to extend this play and give myself an opportunity to make myself better on the next play. And that's exactly what Josh Allen does. And I think Pat Shermer on the other, si- on the other sideline was thinking, hey, I think I have a guy on my roster in Daniel Jones who is currently the backup and cur- currently waiting for his opportunity to start being the, the sixth overall pick in the draft. I think he could be that next guy. I think he could be able to extend our place. This is a different era in the NFL, and I think Pat Shermer is starting to realize that. And again, I don't think time's ticking on Pat Shermer. I think he's going to be here for a very long time. Um, but again, you never know in the NFL. A lot of head coaches get fired after the first year, maybe after the next couple years. Um, but again, losing seasons back-to-back after taking um, taking the spot of Ben McAdoo, who did lead them to a playoff push. But unfortunately... When you really think about it, the Giants had one of the easiest schedules when Ben McAdoo was head coach, and the Rams weren't good at the time. It was against Jared Goff under Jeff Fisher. It was a different time, and now times are changing faster and faster, and I think Pat Shermer finally made the bold decision to put Daniel Jones in. Again, a lot of people were thinking up to this point, Daniel Jones wouldn't be the starting quarterback until week 8 at least, or at least until week 10 against the Jets. Um, No one really thought up to this point 
um, in going into week three, so early into the season, that he would be the starter. But honestly, in my opinion, I think this is the best time to have him as the starter because, listen, he's going up against the Buccaneers um, on Sunday at 4 o'clock in Tampa. Um, again, it's on the road, so you're really going to give him the opportunity to try to pull out a win and make them 1-2 and two going into week four against the Redskins, who they really need to win in division because uh, losing to the Cowboys and losing to the Eagles, which I think is a giant possibility when they go up against them next into the season, um, and you really need to win a game where, again, both teams are mediocre, the New York Giants and the Redskins, yes. But give Daniel Jones the opportunity to actually play against starters. Again, in the po- in the preseason, he had some pretty solid stats. He had two touchdowns, lost two fumbles, but you could you could work with that. And um, he completed most of his passes in the in the preseason. I watched a lot of him in the preseason, and he looks fantastic. I mean, he, he knows how to work with his wide receivers because back in Duke, his receivers were nobody's either. Those guys were dropping balls left and right, and he was still considered a you know second round, third round pick. But um, but you know the, the Giants saw something in him, and again he has a relationship with the Mannings, and he has a relationship um, with the Maras that you know maybe they've been looking at him since his freshman year, and th- th- there's there's something in him that they see. And again, family ties, sure you you can argue that, but going into the preseason, people weren't expecting him to have that type of performance, and people are now on his side. And I think this is a great thing for him as well because no one's really going to expect anything. And yes, a lot of pe- a lot of you know Giants fans and a lot of people around the NFL are expecting to see something out of Daniel Jones. They want to see him succeed because he was booed and a lot- and he made guys like me turn um, to the side of Daniel Jones because yes, he is the future. Whether you like it or not, he's the future. Maybe you have to sit on it for a little bit to realize it, but he is the guy moving forward. And I think right now is the perfect time to have him come in because again, he versus the uh, Redskins right after uh, the Buccaneers game. Um, going into week four, and then the Vikings week five is going to be a tough matchup, and then the Patriots after that is a tough matchup, but then they have the Cardinals, Lions, and back to Cowboys, a division game. Maybe that's a little reset for them. Maybe they can start again, you know, take that first game back, and maybe if Daniel Jones doesn't perform too well, this is still a good thing for him because, yes, he has he's going to have the opportunity to have games under his belt going into 2020 because as of right now, you wouldn't make that decision if you knew Eli Manning wasn't going to be the answer moving forward. And he wasn't going to be the answer for the next 10 years. The answer is Daniel Jones, and they now put him into the starting position, and now he has the torch that, unfortunately, Eli Manning didn't have the opportunity to you know, pass to him voluntarily. He was unfortunately forced out of it. And I know it's a little embarrassing for Eli Manning, a guy who still wants to continue playing football, uh, maybe for a little while longer. Maybe he has already accepted this was his last year, but going into week three, you can't take that back now. It's a dog-eat-dog industry. And Eli Manning, yes, he is now the backup to Daniel Jones. This could be a great thing for Daniel Jones early and often uh, because I know there's trade rumors going around and rumors that what's next for Eli Manning. I don't. I honestly don't think he'll be leaving the Giants. If he really wants to play football up to this point in his career and he still thinks he has something left in the tank, there's a lot of injuries going around in the NFL right now, especially in quarterback. So maybe this is an opportunity for him to to finally um you know step out of the Giants organization maybe help another another organization if if he feels the need to help someone else out maybe the Giants can get some assets out of him truthfully I think him right now going into week three being the backup to Daniel Jones is honestly a fantastic thing for Daniel Jones because he gets to learn under Eli Manning for a little bit you know maybe Eli Manning is going to be a little upset and very understandable that he's going to be for a little while and and it's going to hurt and I'm sure this hurt when they you know they benched him for Geno Smith a, a year ago um or a little while ago, um, because again, this is Ben McAdoo's decision um, in Oakland, and th- that had to hurt because he had the record for the longest starts, and he never missed games, and that was another thing with Eli Manning; he was never hurt. And, and the fact, and that being said, you know, people were expecting guys like Kyle Laletta, 
or Davis Webb to become, you know, the, the, be the next guy up because they they were chosen in drafts. But unfortunately, with with Eli Manning being the guy he is, not missing games and making sure he stays healthy and he knows how to take hits, that it doesn't give the next guy the opportunity to take his job. And unfortunately, it had to be stripped away from him. And you feel bad to an extent, yes, because you want Eli. You want the team to succeed. That's the whole point of this. Everyone wants the team to succeed. And Pat, and Pat Shermer, John Mara, and Dave Gettleman all wanted to see Eli Manning have a phenomenal season. They were hoping that they didn't have to see Daniel, Daniel Jones take the field. This happens in week three. I think Shermer finally saw that. I, ha- I want a guy who can extend plays and who, who can you know maybe give us a push moving forward. And I, I know for a fact that the Giants aren't thinking right now that we're going to be in playoff contention. I don't think anyone thinks that. But I think prolonging the inevitable with Daniel Jones um, sitting on the bench is not the correct move that they should make. And I think this is a perfect way um, to transition Eli Manning uh, to Daniel Jones going to week three. And I know a lot of people weren't expecting it, and I'll mention that over and over. This wasn't the expected way that um, people were seeing Eli Manning uh, being benched or how he was on his way out um, for Daniel Jones. But listen, their defense is in shambles right now. you got a long, you got a lot of young guys out there um, who, who are very clueless and don't know what they're doing right now. They can't get a grip on how to you know how to go up against offenses and it's tough, and they're and they're going to be faced with that for a little while. And hopefully, putting Daniel Jones in the game can finally they they can focus on him all through this year up till the end of the season. And I'm not sure what decisions are going to be made later on if Eli Manning decides to stick around and Daniel Jones, God forbid, he gets hurt or God forbid, um, you know, they they think you know Daniel Jones isn't in the right spot right now to be starting, and Eli Manning goes back in the game. Maybe that happens. Who knows down the line? But right now, we're expecting Daniel Jones to be starting every single game moving forward. Eli Manning showing support right behind him, and we're gonna see. We're gonna have to see what happens moving forward. But listen, the the defense is awful, and putting Daniel Jones in, you focus on him until going into the 2020 season. He has games under his belt. Then you could focus individually on what you need to improve on for the defense. Again, they had they had, they had the opportunity to pick up uh, Josh Allen. Um, as the sixth pick, but unfortunately they didn't, and they passed up on him because they see something in Daniel Jones that I guess none of us are seeing, and I think this is a great way for him to finally start developing because, again, in week three, you have a lot of weeks down the line to de- to, to actually prepare because every week he's preparing to play, but he's not expecting to start. That's the difference. A lot of people don't think about that. Um, again, like last night, uh, the Browns and the Jets. I don't think Luke Falk was expecting to play this game at all, so he wasn't expecting to put on a show um, like he did um, later on in the game. And, and again, you, you can only do so much with what you have um, not ex- in not knowing that Trevor Simeon is going to come down with an ankle injury that sideline, sidelines him for the season or Sam Darnold having mono. But Daniel Jones now knowing that he could he's going to be the starter moving forward and that's the plan for the New York Giants, that he has enough time to prepare, read defenses, and Eli Manning being in the building, just him alone, can help him a lot going into um, this NFL season and going into next season. And the thing is, I forgot to mention this before, people have low expectations. If you're not going to, you know, if you're not expecting anything from this guy, he can only go up from here. And I've mentioned this on this podcast before, that he has zero expectations, zero. And a lot of people want to see something out of him, like I mentioned before, because of how he was... Um, received by everyone and NFL fans, especially the Gi- and Giants fans. Um, but the Giants organization, again, believed in him, and now we have to start believing in him moving forward. Again, I'm a Giants fan. I want to see this guy succeed. But I think if he has some early failures going into this year, I hope- hopefully the media doesn't eat him up alive because, to me, 
Daniel Jones being in the game right now, let him develop as a player. If anything, you have to mention Sam Darnold last year, his first pass as an NFL quarterback. Again, the, guy, the kid was 21 years old, youngest quarterback to ever start an NFL game, threw a pick six on his first pass. A lot of expectations were going up, going into him uh, this year for the New York Jets, especially with the team that he has around him. And um, second year, second year um, now, and he has a quarterback guru as a head coach and Adam Gase. And unfortunately, um, now their season may be on a, on, a, on a downfall. And I don't think people are going to mention that enough when Daniel Jones throws his first interception or pick, or pick six. Whether or not you think um, he's going to succeed or not, that first interception, that first fumble, and he already had his first fumble against the, the Cowboys, but that was when time was running out. Um, you already saw glimpses of Daniel Jones possibly being um, the next starter at that point. But when that does happen, when he does make mistakes, people are going to eat him up alive. And I think... Um, he's going to be able to survive that as of right now. I think with the media mainly paying attention to him more than Eli Manning, even though Eli Manning is the starter, they're already seeing that he can handle the media. He has the same demeanor as Eli, and Eli in the media is something people should take notes on because I think he is so great with the media. He's like the nicest guy in the world, and he's such a class act player. And again, Eli Manning, for what he's done to the organization and what he's done for them, I mean, um, let me say this. Since week 11 of 2004, uh, Manning's 232 starts are most in the NFL among quarterbacks. He is one of five players in NFL history with multiple Super Bowl MVPs. So, not for nothing, that is a phenomenal stat to have. And a lot of people don't look at that right now because they're focused on the present, which is understandable. But Eli Manning's tenure as a Giants starter, he had 56,471 passing yards, 362 passing TDs, and 241 interceptions, led team to two Super Bowl wins, two-time Super Bowl MVP, like I mentioned before, he's one, he's 116 and 116 record. Um, so he's not above, he's not above or below 500. He's directly at 500, and he did that in 232 starts. He's a four-time Pro Bowler, never missed time due to injury. It was a it was a pastime, but a successful run. And listen, I don't think people understand this enough that Eli Manning not missing time is one of the best things an organization could have because. Yes, you can look at it from this perspective that he didn't give many opportunities for quarterbacks that were up and coming like Davis Webb and Kyle Aletta to actually start because he was starting all the time and he wasn't missing time. But there's a lot of organizations that have to deal with injuries to quarterbacks with L- with ACL injuries. And the Eagles got lucky with Carson Wentz um, and, their, and their backup role that they had with Nick Foles, who was able to lead them to a Super Bowl win. But now he's their guy moving forward and he signed a massive contract this offseason and they got lucky with that. Yes, it could have gone much worse, but for the Giants, they never had to worry about that. There's a lot of organizations out there that have to worry about injuries, and I mentioned the Jets before, and I'm not going to mention them again. They're already on their third-string quarterback, and they're working out quarterbacks as we speak right now. So with the Giants not having to deal with that for a very long time, they gave them some time to develop their defense, and when Jerry Reese um, you know, and Ben McAdoo were, were still head coach and GM, they did pretty. They did not for nothing. They did pretty well trying to 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 make to come up and make the Giants a very solid defensive team again. Landon Collins, second round pick, um, he is one of the more talented players in the league, and they let him go when you know uh, things change in the front office and um and you know things things you can say go, are going down south, but the Giants em- embrace this dude. Embrace that you are rebuilding from the bottom up. A lot, I have a lot of Giants. I have a lot of Giant fans. That a lot of friends that are Giants fans is what I mean. That 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 pretty much think that the Giants are in contention for a pl- for a playoff run each and every year, and they have they have the possibility of going eleven and five or maybe twelve and four, and maybe twelve and four is a bit of a stretch. But you're noticing that 
these that type of record is what Giants fans are expecting, and you need to embrace the rebuild, man. You're not going to be able to move forward with what you have right now if you don't embrace it. The Browns have, you know, faced the, the fact that they are rebuilding for for years and years now. They're considered a very bad team, but they start letting start letting go of people in the front office. You start letting go of head coaches like Hugh Jack, Hugh Jackson, and moving forward with Freddie Kitchens, and now it's it's a different you know you know narrative over there that they're in contention um, to win win their division and, and I would even say that the Browns have have made a large turnaround in the past couple years faster than the Giants have when they did have Odell and they did bring in Saquon and yes that was a phenomenal time to have Eli play because he's a very experienced quarterback and you know any quarterback can hand off the ball and Saquon Barkley could take it anywhere he wants he can throw to, to Odell all he wants but um, you know Odell's the type of guy that wants to get the ball all the time and you know at, at the end of the day the Giants made the decision that we're gonna go. We're gonna put Eli out there um, and and get him on the Browns, and, and we're gonna take guys like Kevin Zeitler and and move for move on from other guys like Olivier Vernon and bring in guys like Dexter Lawrence um, as their D tackle. But now they're not getting any pass rush. They have no weapons. And what are you gonna do? But put Daniel Jones out there, and if he can perform with the wide receivers that they have right now, and it's it's not saying much. They don't have much to work with. Guys like T.J. Jones, Sterling Shepard is out. They're under investigation for the. Um, for testing concussions because he was able, he was able to finish the game. So there, and you have uh, Golden Tate who's coming back week four. So if he's a starter going into week four, uh, Daniel Jones, I mean, and you have Golden Tate coming back as if um, you know like they were playing in the preseason because Daniel Jones had a lot of opportunities to play with him considering he was a lot of play in the preseason. I think this guy could really light light some teams up, and I think the first team that he sees going into Tampa. Um, against the Buccaneers will be a phenomenal opportunity for him uh, to make a statement and show everyone that he is the guy moving forward. And whether or not he succeeds or not, this is a great opportunity for him to start games going into every every single game in the uh, going into this year that he ha- he's going to gain this experience. He's going to make some mistakes, and a lot of people are going to capitalize on his mistakes and say the Giants are, you know, they they made the worst decision that they could have ever done by putting him as the starter, even though right now. They want him to start, and they think you know Eli Manning should be, you know, shouldn't be the starter anymore, and they should move on from him. But the second he was drafted, man, nobody was on board with that. Neither was I. A lot of people weren't. But when you don't have expectations, you can only go up from here. And that's my opinion on Daniel Jones right now. And I'm sure I have a lot of other things on my mind as well. But as of right now, in the NFL, there's a lot of teams in need of quarterbacks if the Giants decide to move on from him and Eli Manning wants to keep playing. I say you abide by his requests and you give him the opportunity to, to be happy in the NFL and whether or not he wants to remain the backup. Again, he has kids that live in Jersey. He has you know, um, a family that's here. He's well-established. He's been here for a very long time. He has a 16-year tender as a starting quarterback with the New York Giants. So I'm not sure if he's if he really wants to play, he'll be more than happy to you know, stay in hotel rooms each and every night just to be able to have that opportunity to play football, so be it. But in the past 24 hours, Drew Brees is out with a thumb injury for approximately six weeks. Ben Roethlisberger is out for the season with an elbow injury. Jalen Ramsey requests a trade, and on Monday Night Football in the middle of the game, the Dolphins traded Minka Fitzpatrick to the Eagles for a first-round pick, and as of right now, the biggest news in the NFL is that Daniel Jones is the starting quarterback. And this is something the Giants need. And yes, they get a lot. They get a lot of negative attention, especially when Odell was uh, with them. But now I think this is a change in culture. Once you start changing culture, then you can establish everything else on the team, such as a defense. Their offense isn't as bad as people think. And again, not having Odell on the team, yes, that's a major uh, downgrade. 
But you sign a guy like Golden Tate, who's a more than more than competent wide receiver to have. He isn't the young and up and coming guy. He's not going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. That's not the case. He's been in the league for a very long time. And I think having a connection with a young quarterback and showing him the ropes of how to get a ball to the receiver's hands in the perfect spot. And again, he looks pretty solid in the preseason. He put um, the football in places. A lot of wide receivers um, can only catch the ball. Like only the, the, the way he throws the ball, he puts it into the wide receiver's hands in a way that he's the only one that can go up and get it. And you want that quarterback to be starting for your football team, especially in New York. So I think this is a great thing for Daniel Jones. Um, people could argue that this is an awful thing for Eli Manning. Um, I think that, you know, not everyone's going to have, not everyone's going to end on a, on a, on a high note. And that just wasn't going to happen. The Giants aren't even close to winning a Super Bowl right now. He wasn't going to be able to end on his own terms, whether he liked it or not. Maybe you could have said a couple years ago that they were in contention to be in the playoffs and be a playoff team, which they were. But again, they had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. A lot of people forget that. A lot of teams were different then. The, the culture's changing for a lot of players in the NFL. Pat Mahomes is now the best quarterback in the league. Um, you know, Tom Brady's still playing, but he is, you know, more of a quarterback that needs has to throw when he needs to, and when he does make throws, he's able to because that is the Patriots system. But you have guys like Deshaun Watson and and other quarterbacks I can't name off the top of my head. I mentioned I mentioned Mitch Trubisky before, and again Jimmy Garoppolo, who's very young. These are young guys that are up and coming, and a lot of guys that need to be established quickly, and they're getting the opportunity opportunities to get some experience in the NFL right now by being thrown out there into the fire and seeing what happens. And you need to do that with Daniel Jones. And again, he's going to have some thick skin going into you know into MetLife Stadium or anywhere he goes because the New York media is going to try to eat him up alive for every little mistake he makes, like I said before. But honestly, I, I think he'll he's going to do just fine. And I think Eli Manning knows he'll be just fine. Eli Manning was expecting this to happen. He definitely wasn't you know, thinking that uh, th- this wasn't going to happen eventually. And them drafting a quarterback in the first round as the sixth overall pick, who wasn't expected to be the sixth overall pick, he knew that his time was coming. And, and I guess he didn't know his time would be now, but he... he I know he was kind of forced to say it in the media. He kind of said that, um, you know, that there is a cause for concern that we are owing to, and and we'll we'll see what decision they make. And they decided to do that this morning. So I'm very excited what to, what to see moving forward out of Daniel Jones. And again, he's going to make his mistakes. I don't think a lot of people understand that yet. Um, he has the nickname Danny Dimes just for what he did in the preseason. But let's see some Danny Dimes in the regular season now that he has the opportunity to go into um, Week Three as the starter. I think now is a great time for him and going up against the Buccaneers who did shut down Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton wasn't the greatest, so maybe he can take advantage of that, but I'll stop where I'm at here. Um, I, I said a lot about Daniel Jones. I, I've been thinking about this scenario all day. And honestly, I, 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 as a fan, I'm honestly excited to see it. And as an, as an NFL fan in general, I'm excited to see it as well. So we'll see what happens moving forward. I will be releasing an episode tomorrow of the franchise tag, uh, recapping week two and hopefully giving our predictions for week three. We'll talk some more Daniel Jones as well, maybe not to the extent of what I did today um, because we have a lot to cover tomorrow, but expect an episode out tomorrow on Wednesday, um, September uh, 18th. Uh, Me and Chris will be on the mic um, to give you what we got on week two. So thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, I just wanted to say to make sure to uh, follow on Instagram and Twitter at Franchise Tag Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at the Franchise Tag NFL Podcast. We have some more content coming out there soon. I'm trying to do what I can to get videos up there, um, but we're filming each and every week now. Um, we have a certain schedule to meet, and I'm, I'm very excited the NFL is back. We're getting in the swing of things, and a lot of overreactions still, but again, we have a long season ahead of us, which I'm very excited for as well. I'll leave it there. Thank you guys for listening to the Franchise Tag 
NFL podcast, and we'll see you next time.